Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is America's trusted resource for seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And many medical professionals also listen and learn so they can inform their patients and... Many other professionals, such as attorneys, financial advisors, insurance professionals, realtors, accountants, listen and learn so they can help their clients as well. I think it's just great, and I'm just really, really proud of that. As always, if you have a question, you can visit us online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or call 1-800-331-6445. All right, folks, lots of good stuff happening. And now, Senior Care in the News. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. Okay, so this was from a news report on February the 19th. So just uh, just very recently, and this is from our friends over at KSHB Channel 41 Action News. And the headline, Paola Proud, Dr. Barney Graham's contribution to fighting COVID-19. And it says, uh, vaccine designer has local roots. A Paola, Kansas man is largely responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine, which is just really, really cool. I had no idea until I uh, heard about this report and read it. Uh, it says he, lo- he has local roots and has made a significant contribution in the fight to bring the pandemic to the end. And again, it's Dr. Barney Graham, and he is a Kansas man. Goes on to say he lived in Olathe in the early part of his life and then moved to Paola when he was a teenager. And that's where they had a farm. They raised quarter horses. Then they switched to cattle and then they switched to hogs. And he said that was a learning experience for sure. And obviously, as you hear the rest of the story, it it has served him well. Graham's education took him to the University of Kansas School of Medicine, 
Rock Chalk Jayhawk, <laughs> and uh, he became an immunologist and virologist in the year of 2000. Then he joined the Vaccine Research Center at the National Institutes of Health to help their efforts in fighting HIV. He goes on to say, even though we haven't developed an HIV vaccine yet, all of the technologies that we have worked on to do that have all been applied to these new problems, unmet needs and emerging infections. And, you know, I, I do have some experience in the world of software development. This reminds me of a software program where you have many different parts of the program all working together to accomplish an end goal or uh, accomplish a process and then an outcome. And many of those parts can be carved out if necessary and used individually to solve other issues, maybe not even related to that particular software uh, project or program. And that's just exactly what Dr. Graham just said. You can use some of the pieces, parts for other things. So this was on December the 31st of 2019. He said he can easily recall what happened on that day. He said, I sent an email to some of my lab members and told them we should keep our eyes on this outbreak that was reported in China about an hour later after the second report came in. He said, you need to be ready for 2020. So that's amazing. That was really, really early on. And then on January the 7th, and this would be of the year 2020, uh, a key discussion with a key partner. He said, we had established a plan for what we call prototype pathogen approach for pandemic preparedness. Say that five times real fast, <laughs> right? So uh, that combined our ability to do precision design of proteins with Moderna's ability to do rapid manufacturing. And on January the 11th, and again, folks, this is really early on, January the 11th, they had the genetic sequence. And Dr. Graham went to work on designing a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2, which is COVID-19, starting with identifying the virus's spike protein. If you recall, uh, this is a cell with spikes, and then you've got that little crown on top of each spike. He said, so the next step is to take that protein, modify it, and weaponize it against the virus. And that's exactly what they did. And then the next step is to use Moderna's messenger RNA technology. Again, that's a piece and a part to rapidly manufacture vaccines. And he said it took only six weeks to manufacture the vaccine. And he said, making the vaccine requires about 1,000 decisions and they all have to work out the right way in order to get to a place where it's really going to turn out and, and, and work, essentially. So the final step was clinical trials. He was expecting, now check this out, this is amazing. He was expecting 70% and hoping for an 80% effectiveness. And when it came back at 95% effective, he said it was so gratifying and, and even a little bit emotional uh, as he recalled back to that moment when he found that out. And it's not just Moderna's vaccine. Pfizer also used Dr. Graham's modified protein design. So the vaccine he helped design is the product of problem-solving skills he developed on a farm 
in Paola, Kansas. This is so cool. He said, half of every day was spent either fixing something or trying to find a solution to a problem for a piece of equipment you didn't have or something that happened unexpectedly. So I think that training was just as important as any schooling I got along the way to help me do what I do now. The man meeting a global moment has roots planted in the sunflower state. Thank you, Dr. Graham, for your fine work. And you make all of us Kansas proud. And uh, for anyone wanting to read more, maybe click the link and watch that interview. You can go to my uh, website, SeniorCareConsulting.com and go to the blog section. I wrote a blog on that and I've got the link uh, and everything there. It's really, really good stuff. So now in a world of consistent negative news reporting, all these negative Nancys out there, and the sky is always falling, uh, keeping just everyone tied up in knots. I just, I just hate that. I would like to provide some contrast and report to you that there is some good news out there and some good things that are happening. So here's some statistics as an update for you, and this is the number of new daily confirmed cases of COVID-19. So in Kansas, back on November the 23rd, that was Thanksgiving week, in Kansas, we had 7,497 confirmed daily cases. Three months later, February 17th, we only had 1,267 confirmed cases. And that's 1,267 cases too much. I, I don't mean only, meaning to be disrespectful, but that's a huge decrease of 6,230 a day or an 83% decrease in about three months. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is progress. Now, in Missouri, November the 14th, 6,346 confirmed cases. Fast forward three months later, February the 22nd, 527 cases. That's a decrease of 5,819 cases or a decrease of 92%. And again, that is progress. Now, I mean, when you look at the number of people vaccinated, Kansas has about 13% vaccinated with at least one dose and many with two. Missouri is right at 12%. So it's coming along. That's only in a couple of months. And if you think about it, all of these places had to figure out how to, how to administer and get their systems right. We have the vaccine just trickling in. It was disrupted by the cold weather of, uh, of, of last week. So this is going to only improve. COVID numbers are coming down. One local area health system had 200 COVID patients in their health system, in their hospitals, being treated in the month of January. And last week, that number was down to 50 in one month. That's a 75% decrease. So we are turning the corner and we are starting to win uh, this, uh, this war. However, we must still be vigilant. We must continue to be careful. We just can't let our guard down, not yet. But we are winning some of the battles, and that's the good news. Uh, but the war is not over. So we need to continue with our masks. And look, there's no human being on the face of the planet that hates wearing a mask more than me. <laughs> I can't stand it, but I'm still wearing my mask, keeping my distance. Uh, you know, I'm doing all the things that we're supposed to be uh, doing. Uh, and in my opinion, if you're vaccinated and you want to have lunch with someone else who's vaccinated, you know, I, I think we can begin to relax a little bit. We don't need to be just super crazy about this. Uh, however, 
and abundance of caution is still a good idea. I'd still be careful. Uh, they're just they're just still too many unknowns uh, out there, and and it doesn't hurt to be overly cautious until we have a little more uh, of a green light. But uh, anyway, the bottom line is. We're definitely getting better, and I just wanted to share that with you as just a message of hope and uh, and something positive for a change. (laughs) How about that? All right, now moving on to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Dr. Barney Graham, the man largely credited for designing the successful COVID-19 vaccine, is from A, Olathe, Kansas, B, Lee Summit, Missouri, C, Paola, Kansas, or D, Kansas City, Missouri. We'll have the answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device. If you don't have a radio nearby, just visit SeniorCareLive.com where you can stream that or through the, through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Dr. Barney Graham, the man largely credited for designing the successful COVID-19 vaccine is from A, Olathe, Kansas, B, Lee Summit, Missouri, C, Paola, Kansas, or D, Kansas City, Missouri. And the answer is... C. The answer is C. He's from Paola, Kansas, and gives a lot of credit to his upbringing and working on the farm and problem solving. I just think that is such a cool story. I had no idea, and I was so uh, thankful that I that I ran into that story. I just wanted to share that with you. I think it's just so cool. So, all right. Don't forget about Mustache Month. This is the last week. Uh, actually, excuse me. It's the last weekend last couple of days here to contribute to a fantastic fundraiser that benefits the Carousel Pediatric Care. It's a pediatric hospice program. If you can possibly imagine a pediatric hospice program, imagine your child or your grandchild having a terminal illness and needing hospice care. That's something I don't even think I could even make it through. But the good folks at Carousel Pediatric Care, they jump in and uh, and they take, I mean, they, 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 they get the job done. And it, that's just impossible circumstances. Um, it, it's just got to be one of the most difficult environments there could possibly be. And it's a rare program. And I'm just really proud to be associated with this and helping them uh, raise a, a little bit of money to help in their, uh, their mission and their service delivery. So please join me in donating. Uh, to make a donation, it's super easy. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com. 
just scroll down a little bit. You'll see my mug there with my fabulous stash. It's getting kind of thick and bushy at this point. <laughs> uh, click the link and you can just easily, safely and securely make a donation. Uh, any amount of money would be appreciated. I'm short of my goal. We're trying to catch up and close hard here uh, at the end of the month. So again, the fundraiser goes through Sunday, February the 28th. Thank you so much in advance for your donation. It really does make a difference and it stays here uh, in our city and in our region here. All right, so a little warning about some really lousy people who are preying off of others out there. So <laughs> right now, I mean, there's always uh, an epidemic or uh, there's always involvement with identity theft and all, you know, you hear all about this. But right now there's an epidemic of fraudulent activity around the virus and the virus testing and getting the vaccine. And now... The brand new top category, and it has been for a little while, according to Norton LifeLock, fraudulent unemployment claims. And man, this is there. This is going nuts. So this is an identity theft warning. Last October, when my wife and I were on our little anniversary getaway, we do that every every year. We get away log cabin. I was just so much fun. I look forward to that every year. Uh, but my wife received an email from the state of Kansas saying that she had applied for unemployment in the state of Kansas. They asked her to confirm if it was uh, legitimate or not. Now, my wife is fully and happily employed. <laughs> so she and she got really upset about this. So she reported it as a fraudulent claim. So that very morning when, you know, we had all kinds of fun stuff planned and everything, we're in our log cabin. It's just so cool down there. Uh, that morning on the spot, I just stopped everything. I opened my laptop and I signed up for LifeLock. This isn't a commercial for LifeLock. There are a lot of other programs out there that can help with identity theft monitoring. Uh, I just, that's the one I signed up for. And the gentleman I talked to said they were literally completely inundated with fraudulent unemployment claims. And I think this is because of the extension of unemployment benefits and all the money that's available to everybody, all the different uh, states uh, through the CARES Act. And now, <laughs> as more money becomes available through stimulus programs, we're going to have even more money available. This is not going to end anytime soon. So almost everyone I know has been uh, the victim of unemployment frauds. You know, my, my wife and so many of my friends and just many other people I've just heard about in general, I haven't had this issue until last week. And I am hopping mad about this. My identity theft service caught it immediately and warned me. It sent me, sent me an email. I received an email a warning of a high-risk activity which got me all excited real fast here, involving a particular organization. The organization sounded fake to me. And frankly, uh, <laughs> this organization is in Kentucky. I live in Kansas. So I checked out this quote unquote organization and again, it just, it does not look real. I called some of the phone numbers on their website. None of them were answered and you couldn't leave a message. So I guarantee this is a fake website. And I determined there was an unemployment claim filed in Kentucky in my name with my current residence in Kansas. So 
Hello, Kentucky. Why would you possibly accept a claim in Kentucky for a guy living in Kansas? Uh, Hello. (laughs) But somehow it happened. Last week, I received a government form saying my unemployment had been approved, and it had the amount, it had my social security number, my current address, my date of birth. I've been had. So I have LifeLock following up on this, and I contacted the real Kentucky Unemployment Office, And again, they are so inundated with these claims, they sent me an email saying they would follow up with me in the order they received uh, my email, which I'm sure I'm way down the line. So just, just be really, really careful out there. And if you don't have an identity theft you know, monitoring service, I would really recommend you get one. And again, I, I mean, I'm not advertising for them. They're not a, a partner sponsor on the program or anything like that. I'm just saying it could easily pay for itself very, very easily. And it's just a shame that we have to do this and pay for these type of services. But this is the world we now live in. And I'll tell you what, my mom kept telling me, Steve, with all your banking accounts and you've got multiple businesses and everything, you need to get you need to get one of those services. And I I I drugged my feet. I've been dragging my feet for years. And it took my wife getting her identity stolen and someone trying to file a claim in her name to finally wake me up. And so uh, the good thing about this particular service, and I'm sure they all are similar, but <laughs> The, uh, the the second they find something, boom, you are notified, and it, it's just instantaneous. And so I was able to quickly jump on this. Uh, they have tools to freeze your credit reports. They, you have tools that you could freeze your bank accounts instantly. And uh, if you are uh, the victim and you have any issues and it costs you money, they have a million-dollar guarantee. And there, there are other services that have different guarantees. Again, I'm not promoting LifeLock. I'm just saying that's the one that I have. And I'm really darn glad that I signed up for that. So, again, if you're, con- you know, if you're concerned about these sort of things, I, I, would just, I would just tell you don't drag your feet like I did. Don't wait to get bitten. <laughs> get one of those services. I think it's a really good investment. We'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out a podcast of all of the recent episodes of the program. Again, at SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So <laughs> our I can't believe this. Our senior living market is just getting kind of crazy uh, here in the extended Kansas City area. There are many 
assisted living communities running some big time specials right now. So if if you're one of the folks who have been sitting on the sideline because of concerns of COVID-19, uh, because of safety concerns, and now you're more comfortable, you may have accidentally ran into some great timing if you're needing assisted living level of care. I recently worked with just a really nice family through you know my firm, Senior Care Consulting, and uh, I was able to negotiate and get them a ridiculously good deal on a great assisted living apartment, including all of the care that they will need, again, at that level of care. So uh, it just, it saved them a ton of money. They are very happy. <laughs> and this place is a really, really nice place. So just the 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 market is heating up, I guess, is the is the uh, the message there and then i'm just going to call this one referral fees gone wild <laughs> so i recently received as part of a mass emailing because i'm on a lot of different lists for senior care a a, a one page bribery offer <laughs> saying this place that normally pays a i didn't even know that a referral fee of $2,500, which is their, their normal bribe, uh, they would pay a whopping $5,000 for a referral. <laughs> I mean, can you believe that? That's crazy. Uh, so if you have someone bugging you to visit uh, you know, this particular place and just really pushing, oh, you got to move in, got to move in, and they're just kind of extra aggressive about it. It may not be because it's the best place. It may be because they get a whopping $5,000 if you move in. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right, here's a consumer alert, and I am wanting to warn my friends in senior care about the, I'm going to call it the risk and liability of recommendations. Okay, so I thought that kind of tied into that $5,000. Uh, you know, that's a nice incentive, but uh, I'm calling this, again, the risk and liability of recommendations. So uh, for my friends in senior care, when you recommend a place to someone that you might have a relationship with, so here's an example, right? Your, your buddies with a friend at a particular place and you go out and you get something great to eat. You have a few adult beverages. You really get to know that person. You're friends with that person. And that's great. I mean, that's just kind of normal, normal relationship building, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of great people in our, in our community working in senior care. But if you recommend a place to your buddy that you just had lunch or drinks with, Here's the question. Do you really know if they're actually the best fit or not for this person? Do you really know if the place your buddy works at is actually the best place for the person you just made that recommendation to? That's the question. Have you performed a geriatric care assessment to understand exactly what level of care they need, what type of care they need, what they can afford, what is their budget, how are they going to pay for it? 
their location parameters, any personal preferences and needs, any of those sort of things. Have you performed that assessment and then based your recommendation off of that? Or are you just recommending it because your buddy that just bought you lunch and drinks works there? Makes you think, doesn't it? The risk and liability of recommendations. Are you 100% confident that the place you recommended will do a great job? Are you 100% confident? Because guess what? If you're not 100% confident, then why are you recommending it? If you don't know exactly what they need, then why are you recommending it? What happens... This is a really good question. What happens if you recommend this particular place and then the resident has a very poor experience or outcome at that place? What happens? And now they blame you for recommending this place that in their experience is not a good place at all. What happens? The risk and liability of recommendations. Now, all of us have our reputation. We may have spent the last one or two or three years building a solid reputation. We may be a little more polished and seasoned. We may have worked the last five to ten years to build our reputation. Some of us may have spent 10 or 20 or 30 years building a solid reputation, quality person, knowledgeable person, all those sort of things. You work so hard to build your brand, your personal reputation. So here's another question. Are you willing to put your reputation on the line at the expense of the actions and potential mistakes of every single caregiver and staff in that senior care community. So, for example, you have a caregiver, works overnight. This person would rather not be here. They normally do a pretty good job, but this is just not a good day for them. They're tired. They just want to go home. They worked another job, and they take a shortcut one night. They normally do a good job. They took a shortcut this one night, and it caused an issue that led to harming a resident. Are you willing to put your reputation on the line at the expense of the actions and potential mistakes of every single caregiver and staff in that building? I think if most people really thought about that, the answer would be no. I've worked too hard. I love the person that I just had lunch and and adult beverages with. But I may think twice about just blindly recommending the place they work at. I love my relationship with that person. They're wonderful. We work together. But I may think twice about that. So there was a news story not too long ago. It was a tragic story. The family wishes, uh, and the, the, the lady kept saying, we wish we would have done more research 
prior to admitting my grandfather to this particular facility. That's what they said. We wish, we wish, we wish. So this gentleman had his doctor recommend a particular place for rehab. And the man went there, and he had concerns from the very first night. He called his granddaughter, and he said, Hey, I, 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 boy, there, there's something not quite right here. I mean, there's no one here checking on me. They missed my medications. I didn't even get my medicines. I'm, I know I'm supposed to have them. He was cognitively sharp as a tack. Okay, they said, well, well, just give him a little chance to kind of settle in and everything. The next day, he called twice with major concerns about the care, right? And they're, they're not doing a good job, and there's no one around here, and, and they missed my medications again. I had to ask him for my medicine. I'm supposed to be getting Medicare skilled nursing rehab here. Anyway, in three days, this man was dead. Something happened at the facility, and he died. The family in this interview kept saying, we wish we would have done more research prior to admitting him to this particular place. So guess what? If there is a lawsuit, which there will be, any good attorney will file suit against the senior care community. They're going to ask a question. How did you come about choosing this particular place? Oh, my doctor recommended it. Or, oh, uh, so-and-so recommended it. Oh, really? Now, what's what's that person's name? How do you spell that? Do you happen to have their phone number? And guess who's going to be included or potentially included in the lawsuit? That's a horrifying thought, isn't it? So bottom line, just be really, really careful when discussing senior care communities, don't be lured in by $5,000 referral fees or $2,500 referral fees. Protect yourself. Have them seek out unbiased, objective resources and encourage them to do as much research as possible prior to making such a critical decision. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right. All right. Call that one the risk and liability of recommendations. I think that's uh, pretty thought-provoking, very, very provocative, frankly. And I, I, hope, uh, I hope you take that in the spirit that it was intended. Uh, we just all have to be careful out there and not get, not get lured into these, uh, these ridiculous referral fees. I'm going to have a lot of great information about a particular level of care coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so let's talk about the assisted living level of care. And uh, that it's a huge lane. If, if you look at a graphic that I use in many of my presentations, that assisted living lane is kind of right down the middle and the challenge with assisted living as a 
licensure level of care is that it's just not a standardized model. So by comparison, if you look at long-term care, also known as a nursing home or health care, et cetera, that's a fairly standardized model where everyone pretty much operates by the same rules. They can offer you know, pretty much the same thing. Very clearly, some deliver much better than others, but it's a fairly standardized model. Well, assisted living is not a standardized model. It's a little bit of the Wild West. So it, it first of all, I would say the major differential between assisted living and long-term care is long-term care is a medical-based model. Assisted living is a social model. Now, they offer a tremendous amount of support, but it's primarily there to help with your activities of daily living. And I'll give you a few examples here in a second, uh, but it, it's, it's not a medical-based model, and a lot of folks just don't understand that. Now, if you're on your own and you're wading out into a market with literally dozens and dozens and dozens of assisted living communities to choose from, I would say this is the second most difficult one uh, to to figure out on your own. It's very difficult because of uh, some of the things that I'll, I'll get ready to explain here in just a second. The, the most challenging one would be a continuing care retirement community. That will be for another program. I'll, I'll unpack that uh, maybe here in the next few weeks. But the assisted living level of care is just not a standardized model. That's one of the issues that makes it so difficult to, uh, to work with. So, for example, some assisted living communities lean way over to the left, and they're just a slightly glorified independent living community, meaning they just don't offer too much help, and they are allowed to do that. They're allowed to do that. And so maybe their promotion is we're a highly active, very engaged senior care community at the assisted living level. And, uh, we, you know, we do all these things and we take all these trips and, and, and all of our residents are, are very involved and able to participate, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's fine. And, and they have the right to do that. So that would be on the way on the light end of the, uh, of the offering, if you will. And then some assisted living communities would lean way over. I wish I could show you my graphic here. It's really good. <laughs> if you catch me at one of my upcoming presentations, you'll see this. Uh, but, it, but some of these assisted living communities lean way over to the right toward that long-term care level. And they, they will bend over backwards to do as much as they can for you to keep you out of a long-term care community including serving some of my clients thickened liquids after they had recovered from a stroke and they're at risk for aspiration, which could lead to pneumonia because their swallowing have, has, has been impacted by their stroke, but they're getting that back. I've, I've, and that used to just fall into that medical category, but I was able to find some assisted living communities that would help out with that and pureed foods and that sort of thing. That had always, uh, prior to my working with this particular family, that had always fallen into that medical category, but I was able to get the job for, done for them. Uh, some of these assisted living communities uh, 
can now offer insulin injections in diabetic management. Now, most of them cannot, and they would refer you to long-term care nursing home for that, but some of them can. Some of them could even offer a two-person transfer, but the vast majority would stop at a one-person transfer. So some of them offer a very high level of care, but again, it's still not that full medical-based model. So they can help you minimally or fully with getting dressed and undressed. Maybe you can put on your shirt and anything above your waist, but maybe below your waist, there's a bending issue. It's kind of hard to get on your socks or your pants. Maybe they help you a little bit with your dressing. Or maybe you're fully independent with your dressing, or maybe you need them to help you get dressed with everything on and off. Okay, they can help you do that. That is one particular activity of daily living. They can help you with your bath or your shower. Now, maybe you just need very minimal assistance getting in and out so that you don't fall. And once you're in there, you can give yourself your own shower, your own bath, and then they'll just help you out to get dried off and make just make sure you don't fall. That's called, uh, and, and they'll pull the curtain and they'll just stand outside of the area. You could call them if you need help. That's called standby assistance. Uh, they can fully bathe you or shower you if you need help with that. Grooming, they can help you with your grooming. They will distribute your medications. Make sure that, uh, that you get your medications on time. That's a really big deal. They can help you to and from the restroom, so they can help you use the toilet. Maybe you don't need any help with that, but if you do need help, they can help you get to and from. Uh, if This is one where you have a wild variance, I think. Uh, if you are incontinent, most assisted living communities are okay with that as long as you can manage it. If you need a little bit of help, they can help you, but only up to a certain level. Now, some places, if there's any incontinence, they'll say, sorry, that's just not a fit for our community. You'll have to move to long-term care for that. And then some places can work with someone who's incontinent and provide quite a bit of support there. Uh, so there's there's kind of, a, I think, a big uh, big variance on that one. They do provide all of your meals, snacks, and hydration. That's really important. They provide a full slate of activities to be engaged and have a quality, meaningful life. There is transportation available to take you to doctor's appointments. Many times, uh, physicians and other medical uh, professionals will come into the assisted living community to see you there, basically making a house call. So there is a lot to like about assisted living. But if you go out and you check out four or five or six or 10, whatever the number is, of assisted living communities, it is very likely that you're going to hear four or five or six or 10 different stories, <laughs> right? And, and that is just because all of them are or could be a little bit different. And that's why so many people now are contacting senior care consulting for some assistance. We can help determine exactly what you need exactly what you need so we know ex exactly where you fall in that spectrum of assisted living we will research the entire marketplace to determine our top communities and then we will virtually tour them with you and conduct an inspection and performance audit gather a wealth of information these are questions most people would never even know to ask 
And so we, we put all of this information together in a report for you. We calculate exact staffing ratios. There is a wealth of information available to you so that you can make an informed decision and have confidence in your decision. If that's resonating with you, reach out to Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here for Senior Care Live. Senior Care Live.